sports, 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 the you can't fire me, I quit of sports and <laughs> nice. culture. Coming to you from Park Place Arts in Anderson, Indiana with me tonight, my co-host, the exclamation point, the passionate one, Reed. Good evening. And the question mark, the man who cares nothing about sports, Rowdy. Good evening. And in the middle of the period, my name is Snoop Gentleman. <laughs> Episode 106, that got weird. How are we? <laughs> So how about some video games? How about it? <laughs> beep, boop, bop, beep. So, today, the day this episode releases, September 12th, is apparently National Video Games Day. Woo! Now, this is not to be confused with National Video Game Day, which is in oh, July. the singularity. Yeah, so this is Video Games Day, oh. which, according to a... 2008 teacher's calendar year uh, blurb. Uh, video Games Day is a day for kids oh who love video God. games to celebrate the fun they have playing them and to thank their parents for all the cartridges and quarters they have provided to indulge this hobby. Because apparently in 2008, they still thought it was 1988. Yeah, still blowing uh, in so those So how is that different than Video Game Day? Because I just put in... No idea! The S. I just put... <laughs> the plural. Yeah. I see it now. Well, what was I thinking? Yeah. Because I just put in Video Game Day in my Google machine, so and essentially, it came up with Thursday, September 12th. This is a made-up holiday that made it onto a bunch of the, like, you know... Uh, First off, all holidays are made up. Well, yes. Yes, holidays uh, are a construct. <laughs> and it's, it made it onto a bunch of online holiday calendars. And so now it gets picked up just because it's on those. It's become a real thing. And so now it becomes like, you know, hashtag on September 12th. And hashtag brands uh, like, to use, uh, like to use that to talk about video games. So I thought, hey... Let's let's make the most of this made up holiday and let's let's talk about some sports video games. Please. By all so means. You I'm guys are let, let you, you start. You guys are both gamers, right? Not at all. No. 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 Did you guys I have remember the last video game I played? Did you guys have video game systems growing up? I stopped after I bought a. Well, I worked at Blockbuster okay. in, in high school and college, and so. Do you want to explain what that is for to the twenty somethings out there? That's where you there? rent VHS tapes. <laughs> What's a VHS tape? Um, no, nah, just keep going. What is VHS? It's magnetic for? tape on a reel. Yeah, it's reel to reel movies. Uh, I bought a used N sixty four. Oh, cool! But that's that was the end of it, and I only bought that to play that James Bond game. Goldeneye. <laughs> it was like 40 bucks, and I was like, mm, okay, I'll do this. I had a very similar experience, except if you take out all the video game consoles, it's the same thing. I had an I've Atari. I've never had a video game I console. I had an Adam personal computer that took tape cassettes, like Whoa. cassette tape drives, and we, my sister and I played Dungeons and Dragons on that when we that were in like awesome. the 80s. That was pretty cool. cool. Yeah. yeah, got power graphs and spells. Dude, it was wild. Yeah, yeah. I've never owned a video When you game leveled console. up, you had to like eject the tape and flip it over and fast forward it mm -hmm. or rewind it. It was wow. wild. We yeah. had a Commodore 64. That oh, was there Adam was Adam was like four years probably pre-Commodore. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I have no experience with video games whatsoever. I don't, yeah, I never got into them. I, mm, 
not my thing. Well, this episode's going to be a great place to start. Great. Cool. Um, so <laughs> Let me just buckle up. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and look through this. I've emailed you guys some visual <laughs> yeah. aids so you can follow along. Uh, because one of the things that is great about podcasting is that it's a perfect medium for visual aids. That's um, that we, is true. We found that to be true, yes. Yeah. Okay, We've got great. no complaints from fans. That's so I looked at... Fan... Uh, to prepare for this episode, <laughs> I've looked at a, a oh. wide variety of uh, video games uh, to try to find the strangest sports-related, sports-adjacent video games ever oh. made. Well, it's Burger Chef, or whatever that was. Hmm? Burger, it was Burger Time. Burger Time is like, if there was one game that was... The, the sports, 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 perfect game. Well, it's burger time because it's not about sports. It's a video it's, game. It's competition and it's and food. It's food. And it's food. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. burger time. It's burger time. Should we just go ahead and wrap up? The yeah, episode? That, that's, that's it. We it. Did. Yeah. Who's your ball boy? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, so I looked at. Uh, I, I narrowed it down to three games, and I didn't want to just go with you know terrible video games because they're. I played through about half a Shaq Fu to prepare for this episode. <laughs> so there are a lot of terrible video games. On or games. off the clock? Uh, this, was, this was off the clock. Uh. Uh, but I decided to narrow this down to three video games that are not terrible video games, but it's more just like, how did these get made? Uh, so the that's already that's a dude, show, already Rowdy. A podcast. Yeah. Tread lightly. How did this get made? <laughs> so the first, the first game is called uh, Jerry Glanville's Pigskin Football. Oh, yeah. So Jerry Glanville was a coach. Yes, he was a football coach, yeah. Uh, and this looks like the, the Flintstones playing football. In, uh, in 1992, this, this, his name was attached to this game called Jerry Glanville's Pigskin Football. And if you... Football? Football. Mm, I like so it. So when you launch the game, you see a picture of him, and then when you actually begin playing, you realize this is basically like Vikings and uh, um, like medieval medieval right warriors. Now? That's what it is. I, I sent you the links. You can open these up too, Snoop. I'm, oh, no, he's I'm gambling. Good. I'm good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so apparently this game, this game was actually released a couple years before as an arcade game and it was called Pigskin 621 AD. It because looks like... It, Go ahead. It's very linear. Yeah, someone decided that that they should make a game about you know medieval people playing football. That's what it looks like. And, in a and, dungeon and battling football. each other, bear skin uh, rugs and whatnot. Uh huh. I see it. There's, so there's obstacles. Yeah. When they went to release this game, skeletons. They, the creators of this game, uh, approached Jerry Glanville and said, "Hey, w can we put your name on this video game? If you play the game, there is." Besides his name being on, you know, in the title of the game, there is no other reference to Jerry Glanville other than when you look at the top scores section, there's just a picture of him with a cowboy hat and sunglasses on just kind of standing next to... But what if he's he one also, of these dudes in the armor and you can't tell he it's also, him? It says he provides sound bites He did. He did. So he did provide some, some, uh, some, uh, some sound effects. So he says things like, let's go! Stuff like that. Um, Can we talk about Jerry Glanville for a minute? Yeah. Just just quickly. Yeah. So he played in Northern Michigan as a linebacker from 61 okay. to 64. Then he was a coach all the way up until 
1993. So he was a coach for the Atlanta Falcons. So uh, the year after this game release. Defensive coordinator a couple times. And then he was the head coach of the Houston Oilers uh, and the Atlanta Falcons. In 1993, he abandons coaching to become a NASCAR racer. Oh, so he left sports altogether. Well, that's not this. That's not this episode because somebody lost the the sports quadrant. Yeah, I can't find the quadrant. <laughs> we'll have to. It'll turn out. I don't know. If, <laughs> let's hope so. So, at the age of, I can't do the math, but he was born in 1941. So, in 1995, yeah, he was what 54 years old. Yeah. 54. He decides. You know what I should do is go 140 miles an hour yeah. around an oval. Turn left. This guy's an interesting that I've dude. Never done yeah. before. Turn left. And I, I, I want to say he's like a defensive coordinator in Hawaii. No, now. he was. Okay. He was the defensive coordinator for the Hamilton Tiger Cats of the CFL, uh, former home of uh, one Jonathan Manziel, Jonathan Football, if you will. Jonathan Thurston. And now he's going to be the head coach of the XFL Tampa Bay Vipers. Oh, no way. He's defensive coordinator. Okay. So he's coordinator of Tampa Bay Vipers. Okay. So are they going to play some football? They might. He's, it's very uh, on brand. I'm play some football. I know that I'm on football. <laughs> now, Jerry Glanville did. I, I, I dug up an interview with him from 1992, and, and in the interview, he says. He's actually very careful about lending his name to products. He I says, disagree. He says, <laughs> he, sir. He, he says, uh, sir, sir, sir. I'm going to do it. What I'm is gonna, that? A video I, game? Cool. Uh, <laughs> all right. I'm going to do my Jerry Glanville voice. All right. I don't do commercials and endorsements and proposals come across my desk every day. I'm probably the only person in America who actually Definitely. turned down McDonald's. Yeah. Okay. Sure. And he said, I was con now this, this is where things get a little interesting. See if you can figure out like what's going on here. I was contacted to see if I'd be interested in endorsing the game. I have a nine year old and he has a 13 year old friend who has a brother who's <laughs> old enough to have a driver's license. Heard it from a friend. This guy ought to do uh, uh, ancestry.com commercials. Heard it from a friend. We, we all, we all <laughs> drove out to an arcade and they had a blast. So I told Heard Razor from another, you were messing around. The project was a go. Gotcha. So <laughs> the project, I'm trying to figure out. So this yeah, they guy, time out, time out. They drove out to an arcade and then yeah. the project drove was out go. to an but arcade. It, but it makes it sound like he drove, but then he makes a point to say that his nine-year-old's thirteen-year-old friend has a brother who's old enough to have a driver's license. Jerry, uh, what Jerry did was invested in quarter machines, change machines. What I'm hearing is that this was basically the the uh, impetus of Mr. Robot on USA Network. I could see that. Yeah. I could oh, see that. Yeah, they just drove a bunch out. of hackers. Yeah, drove out to an arcade, and then all of a sudden, it's a good show. Yeah. So anyway, the game's not Jerry terrible. Glanville is Mr. Robot. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but let's let's stick to some Jerry's now. So moving on, let's fast forward to the year 2011. I do love me some Jerry's uh, and, and the Jerry and, Judy. And the, uh, <laughs> the heyday. I want to throw this at you. <laughs> the heyday of the Nintendo Wii. Uh, oh, the Wii. When I played the Wii before. Mr. Jerry Rice. You got to stand on that thing. He released a game called Jerry Rice and Nidus's Dog Football. So Jerry Rice mm. has a Rottweiler, Leonidas, aka Nidus. And they inspired a football Rottweiler's game. Rottweiler's large, too. Now, this football game, it's not played on a normal field. It, Rowdy's they're all hand, themed, Rowdy's hands themed are out levels. Very, very far. It's themed levels. Themed levels. So it'll be like, we're running through the concourse of a shopping mall. Or we're, you know, in space. Things like that. 
And all of the... You uh, mean outer space, not in space oh, yeah, as in sorry, football. Oh, yeah, in outer space. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the game is filled with dog <laughs> puns, so if you get enough yards, you get a first down. Wow, Jerry, for uh, real. You, it, and the you goat. Have to be careful. You have to be careful not to go out of bow-wounds. Gosh. And you're trying to win the golden so I mean, the golden money, money talks. I am yeah. so pissed right now. Yeah, yeah. The greatest of all time. Yeah. And this is what he decides it, to it, do. It looks terrible. Again, apparently, it's not a bad game to play. Apparently. Uh, but it's it's one of those games where you're just like, Jerry, how did you get talked yeah, into this? Come on. I can see. Okay, so. Go out and buy you a couple Outback Steakhouses and call it a day. What are you doing this for? Get yourself a Papa John. (laughs) I think with both this and the Jerry Glanville thing, it's like these guys who have no idea. They know that video games are popular. Mm -hmm. So they just hear video games. And And so they're video games. I bet you're right. I bet you're right. And then they end up attaching their names to these just bizarre games. Heinous games. Most heinous. No. I'm going to. This is going to be an unpopular opinion. Uh, are you guys familiar with Rocket League? Yeah. No. Okay. So this sounds like a precursor to Rocket League. Essentially, what you're doing in Rocket League is you're in a, an arena football. Yeah. You're, well, you're in a Thunderdome. Yeah. Playing soccer with, with RC, a car. RC cars. Yeah. This is... Say what? Yeah. <laughs> it's a giant soccer ball, and you drive cars around, and you you kick the ball with your car. See, this... It's these, pretty awesome. These things have passed me by. Yeah. Yeah. I've never played it, but I've watched it. Yeah, it's huge. It's pretty fun. I played it once. I was terrible it's at it. It's hard to bet yeah. on, so don't try that. Yeah. yeah. The lines are... I'm only interested in making money. Yeah, but yeah, I guess on, paper, on yeah. paper, Rocket League sounds probably on par with like dog football. Dog football. That's so exactly what it is. This you is don't, a precursor to Rocket League. And so you don't know. But like can Jerry, you Jerry like, Rice, it could have been a smart bet. When dog you bonus football. up, though, can you get like Air Bud? Oh yeah, there you go. You've well, unlocked can you get it. like there a are, cheat code for Airbud? Yeah, are, you've got to plug it into your uh, game, game genie. genie. <laughs> <laughs> there are twenty different dog breeds that you can choose from. Um, wow. Well, is a dope ass golden retriever one of them? Yeah, probably. The, that wears a jersey. He's the wide receiver. Yeah. Is that how that works? Like uh, certain dogs are certain. Or you certain un- breeds unlock are, certain breeds. Certain breeds are certain positions. Oh yeah. That's, so that's breedist. Ba- the the way I think that the game works is like the you know bigger dogs are p- more powerful but slower and smaller dogs are faster but weaker. Is so the most popular breed called the You have to be smart about breed. how you build your team. <laughs> yes. This, this, yeah. Okay. And so. Never <laughs> mind. Mo- moving on. That's a good choice. To probably the the strangest, and you're gonna have to load up this link here to to. Are we see, still on this. Visual Aid Roddy's, One? Yeah. Okay. So this Roddy's is pointing at me. This is a game called Ninja Baseball Batman. Which, what do you think of before you open that up? What do you think of when you think about this game? I think it's gonna be like a regular sized ninja with a giant bat. What do you think? Uh, I don't even know what. I don't know what to think. Ninja baseball Batman. So yes. they're playing. Oh, the ninjas, now ninjas I get are it. Playing baseball, but they're hitting. It's Street Fighter with baseball bats. Yes. Are you serious? Is yeah. it on a diamond? No. You Click just the beat, link. I am. I'm watching okay. the hell out of each I'm other. I'm watching Captain Jose and Twin Bats Rhino. So this oh, I got <laughs> Beanball Roger. Okay. So this game was it was it was it looks very Japanese, but it was, but it was inspired <laughs> by 
Uh, this is a 42 minute video. Yeah, you don't. I'm not saying you have to watch the full thing. Click, click around in there. Just see the see the scope of what Ninja Baseball Batman has to offer. I'm on 53 seconds. So the way this game the way this game let was just, created. Let me just playback speed 2x. On this, this this Japanese game company had a an American Giant sales purse. manager named Drew Maniscalco, and I I guess they turned to him to say, Hey Drew, we want to we want to put. You know, we want to put some games out that are really popular in America. What what is popular in America? So Drew opens up at USA Today and looks at the top grossing films at the at the time. Oh, one was Angels Teenage Mutant Ninja in, Turtles. Angels in the infield. And the, outfield. the other one that he that caught his eye was Batman. So he just he he began to sketch his own characters. He was drawn to the word ninja because it sounded Guys, so mysterious to him. I know this is my my question every day. Yeah. What are we doing? Which Batman? No, you got to put the space in there, and you got to capitalize yeah, the M. It's the Batman. Otherwise, you're looking at copyright. Get, get this. He this this was this was what how was he, he was Tim, inspired. What's his name? Yeah, the Tim Burton. Tim Burton ones. The Michael Keaton ones. Yeah. yeah. No, that was '89. So this was Batman Returns. So '93 would have been Batman Returns. But Clooney. this game, but the idea Michael for the Keaton. game oh. came out. Remember, games take a while to make. So this this was probably about 90 that he was you can make this game okay, today so, in 10 minutes so this was this was jack nicholson yeah michael keaton kim yeah. basinger mm-hmm. okay yeah the original oh, yeah um so he decided With the prince now uh, soundtrack the man you would think that batman the man in batman was inspired by batman but no oh, hold you on. know what he was inspired by he was inspired by the, the 1973 character? film walking tall where Joe Don Baker carries a bat. That's true. And a- he does. According so to the Wikipedia, the word man in the title comes from Joe Don Baker, who starred in that movie, who was a man. <laughs> also, uh, dude, the French fry just flew out of this boss at the end of this level. This is a uh, an interesting, I don't know, what do we, what would you call it? Syntax, grammar, uh, uh, interesting uh, um, process in that because. It's actually Ninja Baseball Bat Man, not Ninja Baseball Batman. Right. It's a baseball bat. Right. What so I like right now is I'm watching a thing and it just says all stage cleared. <laughs> so essentially, speaking of syntax, what happened yeah. was Drew, the American, came up with the idea, sent the idea off to Japan, and then they made this wild game. So when you when you look at this game, it is insane. So some of it the villains wild. you fight include evil baseballs. Evil baseballs Saw on springs those. with metal jaws. Evil yeah. baseball mitts. Evil baseball bats holding baseball bats. Baseballs that come together to form giant baseball so this monsters. Was a, this was all based on Walking Tall, or that's where he. That's got what the, he claims. That's where, in, at least, that's where the word "man" I thought in the Walking title came Tall from. he carried a board, not a baseball bat. I thought he carried a hickory board. I don't know, man. All I know is you get to fight mechanical I think alligators. You're thinking of Hacksaw Jim Duggan, from, if only from WWF years. Not only do you get to fight all these things, you actually even get to fight a flying baseball stadium. You get attacked by a baseball stadium it. while you're in a baseball stadium. Okay. You get to fight an airplane <coughs> while you're on an airplane. It's a very meta is it, game. Is that it is same meta. Is it the same airplane? I don't know. Or That'd maybe the airplane's wild. baby. Uh, this game, it's worth playing. It's bizarre. When it was released in September 93, and only 43 arcade units were sold in the U.S., <laughs> Not a popular oh, game. It was a hit in Japan, but not here. That's a shocker. So moving on. Okay. Let's next move headline. On. Uh, so Is looking at looking at a lot of these sports games, 
I noticed a lot of these games were set in the future, and I thought it could be interesting to look at. What, Are we on Visual Aid 2 now? This is Visual Aid 2, so I okay. thought we could look at what does the future of sports look like according to video games made in the late 80s and early 90s. Wow, 88, wow. So I'm going to take us on a journey Slow through the future Cyberball. of sports. So we begin a little bit in the past. As you remember... Back in the early 2000s, you probably remember this, when a lot of football football league players were caught with bionic enhancements. And when the, uh, when the, when the football this, league yeah. tried to crack down, there was a big player strike. Um, bionic enhancements. Yeah, remember? And what now, is and, that? From Cyberball. Yeah. yeah. Oh, when yeah. You, yeah, when you start to get these bionic enhancements, you know what I mean. Mm, okay. um, like when the San Francisco Crush take on the Seattle... I just went away. Seattle Thunder. I right, got the Houston exactly. Honolulu Invasion versus that somebody. doesn't seem like a great name. So fast forward to the year 2015 AD. These are robots. Uh, the Football no, League disbanded. Advancements. The Football League disbanded, but the individual team owners continued to keep teams and play without any league supervision. Uh, in 2015, Pittsburgh introduced the first completely cybernetic player as a fullback position. So with the robot barrier broken, every team started <laughs> to use robots barrier. and eventually replaced all human players with their robotic counterparts. So skipping ahead, let's time travel a little bit. Are we going to this baseball thing? We're in the year 2022. Oh. The International Cyberball League is formed and has introduced several new elements to the game. So now, instead of a traditional pigskin, the players are carrying an explosive-filled sphere of destruction. Oh, my goodness. With each down, the explosives within the ball heat up. Oh, Unless man. the offensive team moves the ball toward the diffusion line at midfield or scores a touchdown within the, an allotted number of downs. The what team? The offensive team. Offensive, yes. The ball heats up to a critical mass and explodes, completely destroying the offensive player nearest the ball. Offensive. <laughs> well, it exploded him because he was offensive. What do you yeah. think about that? I think this is a good interest. First of all, it's robots, so no one's getting hurt. But the idea of an exploding football. Do we know that? I mean, in 2022, I don't know what robots I do. I just got sucked into Super Baseball 2020 oh, and wonder why there were hash marks on the baseball diamond. Let's skip back two years. What is that sound? What are it's we, our what time are, machine. Yeah, no, I know that. We, like Max Headroom. Clearly, we're in a time machine. What what specifically? I googled are we, are I googled I googled time machine sounds okay, and that's what I gotcha, found. Gotcha. Okay, so now we're in the year 2020. So football is <laughs> not the only sport affected by these futuristic changes. Baseball has also been affected. So the the omnipotent Super Baseball Association for years has pitted robotic power players against human athletes, but unbeknownst to the fans. The Super Baseball Association was manipulating the robotic players to control the outcomes of games. The news of the scandal broke, and fans decided to disconnect uh, parts of their computers to achieve more fair and challenging games. The game of Super Baseball was birthed, which now take place in the custom-built Cyber Egg Stadium, which with Cyber a new set of egg. Cyber Egg... Uh, this is the ultimate showcase of power and speed of players who exceed the limitations of human beings. Yeah, they like beam up into the batter's box. Yeah, it's so wild you, looking. so you, the home runs they they've narrowed they've narrowed the home run range. I'm so it's watching. only it's like center field basically is like 
the only Straight area where you can hit a home run. They've also reduced the foul zone to speed up gameplay. And so now the pass. foul zone is only d- located directly behind the diamond. But now the rest of what used to be the foul zone is a stop zone. So if the ball gets hit into that stop zone, it just stops. And then the opposing team can catch the ball and and uh, and end your play. Can, um, we, can, there's, we, can we take a walk for a second? Yeah. Let's walk, walk with me. Yeah. So I'm just kind of looking at this game, Super Baseball 2020. Yeah. It came out in 1991. Uh-huh. And one of the uh, the premise of this game, the yeah. backstory is that people were, were manipulating the game. Yes. And so they disconnected their computers so the yes. robots could play on their own without human manipulation. Yes. Am I understanding that right? I believe so. And this is two years after Pete Rose was... Uh, no, it's 2020. Well, in 1991, when this was happening, when we, the when the game right. was when created, it, when it released, okay, when it was released, I'll give you that. <laughs> in, in 1989, Pete Rose uh, was banned from baseball for betting on baseball, where people assumed, and mm. possibly correctly, that he was manipulating the outcome of games of his team specifically. Yeah. So this isn't like completely grounded uh, in fantasy, right? Are found in fantasy. Yeah, like this is this. There is some reality to this. Yeah, this is our future. Now okay. we're in 1991. This by is 19, next year. By 1995, we're in a strike season. Where at that point, we were, we had a couple people that were chasing 400, like Tony Gwynn. And by 1998, RIP. Uh, <laughs> by 1998, uh, we did basically have like uh, chemically altered players. That's true. Like Jose, like Jose, like Mark McGuire, like Sammy Sosa, like Rafael Palmero, like Roger Clemens, the list goes on, that were synthetically altered. Yeah. To Bionically hit, enhanced. To hit the ball farther. Yeah. So, yeah, but dude, we're a year away from this action. It, I don't think so. No, but are we that far off? Are we really that far off? I don't know. One one thing I would like to see them add knee pads around the uh, the what do you call it like the back wall of the baseball stadium warning track where it goes if it goes over it's a they, home run they the call wall, it back the wall. wall the wall so <laughs> yeah. right in front winter of, is coming <laughs> right in front of that <laughs> yeah. wall they have what's called a jump zone and so if you are if you are in that you can actually. Uh, your gear reacts to the equipment under the jumping zone, so you can actually jump super high to catch the ball. Yeah, I've watched four minutes of this, and I've yet to see somebody get a hit. This game looks hard. Yeah, it's hard. Um, but It's let's, a Neo Geo game. Of course, they were all hard. Everything on Neo Geo. And they're was, all expensive. Yeah. Let's zoom ahead to the year 2030. I don't know, man. I was enjoying it. I was enjoying the the baseball. Hey, I don't know if I had to leave. Was I talking over the the time machine? No, I'm you're sorry. fine. You're fine. We've covered football. We've covered baseball. Now let's talk basketball. Oh, Specifically, okay. Bill Lambeer's <laughs> combat basketball. So, in the 1980s and 90s, there was a legendary rough and tough bad boy of basketball named Bill Lambeer. How much of this did you write? Or are you just reading unattributed someone else's? No, he work? wrote all of this. Right? Unfortunately, <laughs> that's what I thought. The league didn't like his style of playing, so they forced him to retire. No, now, not wa- I'm not watching this video. It's literally eight hours long. Now the year is For 2030. Yes. I didn't click on that one. And Bill Lambeer has resurfaced as, resurfaced as commissioner of the basketball league. He wants to get back at the people who made him retire and play ball his style. He's fired all the refs and eliminated all fouls. The players are armored, and the crowd throws weapons and mines onto the court. 
This is basketball my way, exclaims Lambeer. No wimps, no wussies. It's not just basketball, it's combat basketball. One button, one basketball, one Lambeer. So in 2030, 73-year-old Bill Lambeer is still the best player in the game. Absolutely. Without a doubt. A little bit of trivia. Bill Lambeer, apparently, before he attended Notre Dame, played a slee stack on Land of the Lost. Because when Land of the Lost was filming... Uh, they were looking for uh, the uh, his. They approached his high school's basketball team because they were looking for tall people to play slee stacks. Really? So yeah, what's Bill, a slee stack? Slee stack? What? Did you not watch Land of the Lost? I don't think so. Slee stacks were like the dinosaur people in Land of the Lost. If you say so. What's Land of the Lost? And there you go. Oh my gosh! <laughs> All right, zooming so, ahead. So what we know is there's this thing called the sun, and you could go out and play in it. I don't know anything about exactly. It. I was in the woods or uh, along the river when I was a We're kid. I wasn't pressing playing A and B. combat basketball. Man, all right. Let's this do, game. You're let's, fighting. You're fighting. Yeah, in this you game. fight. Well, people, it is Bill play, Lambeer. People, people are throwing weapons onto the court. Uh, this this was actually it really is eight hours. This long. was the first basketball game released for the Super Nintendo, and it's considered one of the worst games ever made. It's, for the Super yeah, Nintendo. it's because it's all God's eye perspective. It's, yeah, it's the, that the is perspective terrible. is all off. And it looks like they're playing on a battleship, which has actually happened. So, all right. Oh, and they, Let's, did you notice they have the international lines on the? Uh, oh, they do. The, the key is flared out. Yeah. All right, we got more to cover here. All right. Zooming ahead four years. Well, this is great. So far. We're in the year twenty thirty four, and while cyberball revolutionized football in the twenty twenties, what's the over under? We all make it to twenty thirty four. Well, I mean, where, where are we not all of us that? are going to make it. I mean, through twenty thirty four, you're about and you're about to hear why. Uh, I guess two and a half. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> the hook's got to get one of us. Yeah. So twelve years after cyber cyberball revolutionized football, the American Football Leagues have dwindled due to audience boredom. Enter the brutal football league. Brutal sports football. This was initially conceived of as a crude population control experiment, and it flourished until during a face-off between the brain-dead bazookas and the national nukers, the nukers declared thermonuclear war on their opponents, and the entire landmass of Utopia was obliterated. Um, This was only a small setback, however, as Professor Graham Geek's genetically engineered bipeds proved ideal players of the game. So, it's basically football, but more brutal. And it's football with shirtless. like a bunch of gopher holes in the field, and we've almost gone back and in time, turtle. right? This this actually looks closer to uh, Jerry Glanville's football. It does. It's like we've we've the the it's like a post apocalyptic world it where we. It's it's almost like that uh, Aztec game we talked about like a year ago with the hoop with where you hit the ball with your hips, right? That's yeah. kind of where it's, it's set. It's set up in like a castle, like a block it, yeah, area. It, it it plays more like rugby. There's, yeah, the ball is set in the middle, and then you're trying to run it. From but it one has side a stone soccer goal. But that there you is, throw the ball. So there's in. none of that start stop that you get in United Statesian football. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, about, I don't like this game. This game. Right, let's, let's zoom. Let's zoom. Century. Let's zoom toward the end of the 21st century this, here. This game is bad. Welcome to the late 21st century. Speedball has become the action sport of the 21st century. I like this video because it's two and a half minutes long. Players God's dodge eye perspective again. neck-breaking tackles and bone-crushing body slams to pass a solid steel ball, which that's got to be heavy, toward their opponent's goals. 
The game takes place on a steel-walled, steel-floored pitch, 160 feet long by 90 feet wide. There's a goal at each end of the pitch and a ball warp tunnel on each side wall. Throwing the ball into the tunnel causes it to reappear on the opposite side. Like the, Pac-Man. Yep. The ball launcher in the center of the pitch rises at the start of each game, rotates, then shoots the ball out in a random direction. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do you think that it's interesting for our listeners to yes. hear you read the description? This, of this the is as game? interesting as Airbud. <laughs> I, don't know. I told Airbug. you I was taking you on a journey. Airbug. That's true. I mean, you can't argue that. Airbug got pretty meta there for a minute. I, I appreciate it. It's more interesting than baseball. How many but. more of these do we have? <laughs> Just a few. Okay. Let's zoom ahead to 2095, though. Airbug. Corruption and violence have forced speedball underground. Unregulated oh, and ungoverned, the game degenerates into a fiasco. Five years later, attempting to regain public interest, the sport is reorganized and Speedball 2 is born. Oh, thank goodness. Another one? How does it end? In the year 2105, a new team emerges, Brutal Deluxe. Now, oh, brutal deluxe. you can get the same number of points for scoring a goal uh, for injuring a player from the opposing team. Nice. When a player is injured, he is replaced by one of three substitutes. If all three substitutes are injured, the injured player will be forced to return to the game and play on in spite of his injuries. This Whoa, video, this video actually has a commercial. It's been viewed that many times. <laughs> the, let's, uh... Well, it's a lot faster. So the last player injured is forced to return? The... Or yeah, the the first, in, the first injured player. The first after injured. his substitute. Oh, look at him up there. He's yeah. gritting his teeth so up in the corner. Rotate through. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, this, Center forward injured. This game also looks dumb. Yeah. So let's, all of these games have looked dumb. Let's skip forward a few hundred years. All right. I think about the only thing saving this segment is that sound. <laughs> the sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> So at the turn of the 24th century, the game of baseball was changed forever. The 24th century. At the annual winter meetings in Cape Cod Peace, Florida, a group of sour, Whoa. seething executives, collectively known as the baseball team owners, sat around, <laughs> <laughs> sat around the huge conference Somebody table. Somebody ran out of budget. Yeah. Suddenly, uh, fire the hell writers. with it. Call the baseball team owners. <laughs> fire Publish. The Publish. Render this and get it out. So suddenly, Irving Flopolidopoulos, owner of oh the Boston God. Banshees, leaped from his chair and slammed his fist on the table. Robots, he exclaimed. The other owners looked blankly at each other, then smiles oh, slowly crept baseball. across their faces as they realized they had found the solution. Replace the players with mechanical men. No more salary demands. Better yet, no more salaries. Just obedient automatons pre-programmed for action. That's what every sports league were wants, they, were right? They, were they unaware that this was already done in 2022? Mm. Pre-programmed, so the, you, the outcome is determined. But this is after brutal sports football nuked the world. We've rebuilt civilization. Oh wow! It's we been a few hundred fast. years okay, of rebuilding. Oh, all of these games are in the same so this universe is, this and is, timeline? This is, yeah. Oh! This is essentially the second... This is essentially the second... Uh, invention of robots. Can I get real here for a yeah. second? I've actually played this game. It's -uh. pretty. Have you really? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm terrible at all these games. Like RBI Baseball was the one that we played more than this. But yes, I have played this game. I never even heard of this. It game. sucks. What system? Nintendo or Super Super Nintendo. Super but doesn't it make you feel good Nintendo that humanity Nintendo. was able to rebuild itself to the point where one we could reestablish baseball leagues and two no. we could no. invent robots again? Humanity is our problem. 
But the cool thing is, it's baseball, but then... At least baseball is... Just hitting the ball is only part of it, because then you actually get to fight other robots at the base. Just because they have the ball... You just punch that third baseman out. You have to battle it out. Yeah, look at here. Yeah, no, I'm watching... I'm literally watching the same fight. Really? (laughs) Yeah. It says Elliot on there. Spelled wrong in the future. So after, after humanity rebuilt, they eventually made it into space. Don't you mean like back to space? Back to space. (laughs) And during an intergalactic space war known as the Great Madness, a new sport emerged from military training exercises. That sport, now known as ball blazing, grows to become the king of all games among every life form within interstellar ether casting. So we've reached the end of our timeline here. Thank God. The year 3097 AD. No way humans are around then. (laughs) The final round of the Interstellar Ball Blazer Championship, taking place on the surface of an artificial asteroid in the binary star system, Kalaxon Calamar. Whoa, hold on. An artificial asteroid? Now we're making asteroids? In the future. Wow. Why not? To play Lucasfilm production. Yeah. This is a great game. Wow. For the first time, a creature from the planet Earth has won the right to compete for the honor of his planet and the ultimate title. Dude, human versus droid. Master Blazer. Mm. I spent a lot of time Master Blazing as a kid. (laughs) I had this for the Atari 7800, and it, it is a very fun game. What are you guys laughing at? <laughs> that Did was you, on point. So when you that was on point. <laughs> when you were ball blazing, were you playing? No, with, master blazing. When you when you were the master blazer. Yeah. Were you with someone else or did you just? Nah. Well. <laughs> mostly alone. It was mostly alone. Yeah. yeah. Um, he, was, he was only with other people in his mind. So this game, that game, this game is awesome. You're in a hovercraft. You have a floating orb, and uh-huh. you zoom your hovercraft around. You grab the ball, and you have to shoot it through goals, and the goals are slowly moving closer together. So the yeah, longer, I see all the longer this. you wait. Do you think this is a Greenfield-Anderson distinction here as to, like, what... Did you play this game, Rowdy? I had it for the Atari 7800, yeah. I got an Atari 7800 when the Nintendo was What's coming out. What's an Atari 7800? So Atari 7800 was Atari like the new version okay, of yeah, yeah, the Atari. Okay. Yeah. I never even heard of that. Um, but yeah, I got that when the Nintendo was actually cool. So I had like games I could buy. While the rest lots. of us were duck hunting, exactly. you were playing. I was ball blazing. Ball blazing 3200 Master even, Blazer. I didn't even duck hunt. Well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a that's a totally different conversation. Yeah, that it is has to happen at some point. Yeah, no. So, what do you guys think? Now that you've seen the future, what do you yeah. think? The future looks bright. No, but brutal. I completely disagree. Future looks dim, full of robots. I mean, it's going to get full violent. of predetermination. It's get violence. It's like the Calvinist wind. Well, I don't mind the. I mean. The violence is the yawn says it all. Moving on, especially with the robots. Like, why do I care if robots are beating each other? I'm not going to watch robots compete. Why? Because you can. Because it's determined. We control robots, so we know who's going to win. It's like watching the WWF, but that's like WWE. But now we don't necessarily control the robots. The neural networks are running, and then we don't. We don't. I'm not going to be around to see all that. Well, so that, okay, so the over under, I'm definitely betting the under. Yeah, no, I'm checking myself out before all <laughs> before that the robots? Yes. Uh-uh. Got before the, before no Skynet time. takes over? Right. Yeah. I don't, I'm. You ever seen Red Dawn? Yep. <laughs> I've seen Black Dog. 
Is that the same? Ghost Dog. It, uh, Swayze. It is a Swayze <laughs> movie. Very, Black Dog is an underrated movie. Patrick Swayze and Meatloaf. What? Look out. You never seen Black no. Dog? Go, you, oh. you do this all the time. Explain yeah. what the movie is. Black Dog <laughs> is a movie about trucking. Oh. Like semi-trucking. Okay. 18 wheelers. It's basically Smokey and the Bandit with... With but if you drive too long, and, you see the black no dog, man. The black dog just like comes out in the road, and you see it, and it trips you out. Because you're not sleeping. Also, Randy Travis is in that film. Excellent. <laughs> Highly recommended. Okay. Swayze, Meatloaf, and Randy Travis? Yeah. No, it's I mean, a movie. Get <laughs> out of here. I, I, so I, I don't know who the female lead is in that. There may not even... They probably don't even need one. No. Not just about trucking. No. Just about pickle parks. <laughs> All right, are we done here? I think we're done here. Let's what do we got next? Let's play another game. All right. Haters. 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 Hot taters. That's right. It's time for the surest thing in podcasting served up for your consumption. Smothered, covered, chopped, and chewed. Rowdy. Hello. Hey, Rowdy. Welcome back to the podcast. Hey. Welcome back to the present. <laughs> it's, been a, <laughs> it's been a hell of a ride. It's been a crazy <laughs> week and a long ride, and here we are on today, and just today, not in the future, but let's predict it. Rowdy, last week, yes, you picked five games. Would you like to know how you did? Sure. Uh, <laughs> Maybe not. Thanks for playing along. Yeah. Uh, I would love to know. Thursday, uh, you, well, let's just, let's just do this. You went three and two. Okay. Oh, it's a winner. You picked uh, Green Bay. Yep. Uh, they lost. Actually, you picked. Actually, Ch- whoever watched that game lost. You picked. <laughs> you picked Chicago. Green Bay won ten to three. Uh, on Sunday, ten to three. Sunday Terrible. one o'clock. You picked Kansas City over Jacksonville for three and a half. They actually covered that by 14, 40 to twenty six. The PM game, the four o'clock game for those on the East Coast. You picked. Uh, the char- uh, the Chargers to beat Indianapolis by Winner. six and a half. Well, they did win, oh, but they, they didn't, didn't cover, cover, so that's the loser. Yep, the hook got you on that one. Uh, <laughs> New England uh, beat Pittsburgh thirty three to thirty, or sorry, thirty three to three. Uh, so they covered. By thirty points, uh, so <laughs> yeah. that's a winner. Um, and then on the push, the the pick'em, the Denver Oakland game, you picked Oakland and they won by eight, okay. to sixteen. So you were three and two on the week. Pretty good week. That's not bad at all. Pretty good week. Let's roll those winnings into this week, uh, shall we? Rowdy, we got five yes. games for you to pick. Okay, and double down. All right, all right. Let's let's win somebody some money. Now I mentioned this off the air, but just so we're all clear, I did not. Go with your picks this week. I actually tried to fade you, and I went. I went uh, one and four. Okay. So I didn't do great. Maybe I should start listening to to watch, the shark. Got to watch the fade. Yeah. Uh, Thursday, tomorrow, today, when you're listening to this, Tampa Bay, the Buccaneers, and Bruce Arians go to uh, Carolina to play oh, the yeah, Panthers. Bruce Cam is down there now. DJ Moore, uh, old man. Uh, what's his name? I just forgot the tight end's name. Greg Olson. Oh, versus Jay Boo and OJ Howard. OJ Howard. Uh, yep. Who's the running back down there? My, well, they don't have one. Still got Doug Martin? Mike Evans. No, they don't have Doug Martin. Mm-hmm. Panthers. You got the Panthers? Oh. They're a six and a half point favorite. Okay. Are you going to roll with that? Okay, sure. Let's pick Carolina. All I right. think I'd pick that too. 
Oh, uh, yeah, I got Carolina all day. I got Carolina and the over. You always love Scam Newton. Absolutely. <laughs> Sunday, 1 o'clock, Indianapolis Colts go all the way down to Nashville Music City to face off against the Tennessee Titans. The Titans are a three-point favorite mm. in this game. Mm. This, is new, good, this is a good matchup. New coach, A.J. Brown, their, uh, their rookie wide receiver, uh, is looking really good. Marcus Dar- Mariota's Dar- looking Henry good, too. had a huge game. Roll Tide. Last week. Naturally. Tennessee, three points. What do you got? I'm going to go Titans. The over-under is 44 and a half, if that matters for you. I don't know, know what that means. Okay. But Tennessee's minus three? Uh, Tennessee's minus three, yep. Yeah, I take, I take Tennessee. You're going Tennessee. All right, here we go. Sunday, 4 o'clock, Kansas City Chiefs go to their uh, AFC West rival, the Oakland Raiders. Oh, we're playing on dirt again? Their last season in the dirt on the diamond. Oh, nice. Uh, Kansas City, 7.5 point favorite in this one. That's all? Yep, Patty Mahomes is going. Well, they lost Tyreek Hill to that strange. So did you hear what happened to Tyreek Hill? I heard clavicle. So his clavicle, it it fell off. It was dislocated, but not. Not at the end by the shoulder. It was the other oh. end by the sternum. The st- oh. It, it, it oh. was broken and dislocated there, and then it slid in behind the sternum. So they actually had to take him to the hospital because oh it was... Gosh. Yeah, you could you could bust like a ventricle or yeah. something if you... If so oh, he's that. back this week? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so he taped it, and he should be good to go. Rub some dirt on Wait, it. Wait, who does he play for? Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs. And who are they playing? Raiders. Oakland Black Raiders. hole. They're going to the black hole. The over you ever under. seen the Raiders field, Rowdy? Yeah. Where they have the baseball I, yeah, diamond. Yeah, I did their stadium review. Oh, that's right. Uh, I'll go with the Raiders. You're going with Ooh. the Raiders. I, I mean, I love the Raiders, but I don't know. I think the Chiefs get that one. Uh, can I point something out? Uh, you're going with the Raiders, right? I don't want you to change anything because 73% of the bets are coming in on Kansas City, but 67% of the, money, the money is coming in on Oakland. Josh Jacobs. Yeah. Josh Jacobs is looking really good. Uh, he is. Yep. Okay. So I'm going to put down Oakland here, and I like that. I like that. And Sunday in the primetime slot, we got Philadelphia, the Eagles, going to Atlanta. We got the uh, John Jay Audubon Bowl. Caca! Going to uh, one of two Mercedes-Benz stadiums. This one's in Atlanta. Uh, oh, Philadelphia true. is a one and a half point favorite. Man, I I, uh, I got strong feelings. On I this know one. who I got. Okay, so you got uh, you got Carson Wentz. You got Alshon Jeffrey. Maybe Eagles. Sure. What's that? Eagles? It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Who, versus Julio Jones, Devonta okay. Freeman. How do you guys feel? I'm taking the uh, Falcons. Oh uh, yeah, I love I love the uh, short home dog. Yeah, you always got to cover that because yeah. you know you give up the what short, short home, home dog. dog. Yeah, because they're only one short and a half point. home dog. Yeah, they're only one and a half point favorite, but Atlanta's a home. Yeah, dog. Philly's only. Yeah. They're the this. underdog. Atlanta's the underdog because Philly's uh, a one and a half point favorite, but it's the home dog. Yeah. Short short home, home dog because it's only one and a half. There you go. Versus like six and a half or <sighs> eight. Stupid guys. Short home dog. Got to take them every time. <laughs> And it opened at a pick'em, by the way. And Philadelphia has just been seeing not only the the uh, bets but the money. So. I mean, yeah, I could. Talk Alshon about Jeffrey was games. on that Gamecocks uh, squad that beat Bama with Jeff Garcia. Well, that's an interesting fact that probably not, won't factor into this Garcia. game specifically. Somebody and Garcia. Monday primetime, <laughs> Cleveland Browns are going to the Meadowlands in New Jersey oh. to face off Ooh. with the New York Football Jets. Push. This started to push too. Cleveland. 
uh, is a two and a half point favorite. The over under sitting at forty six. You want to know in the Meadowlands? This line has not moved. All the money and all the bets are going towards Cleveland. Of course, it is. There's a lot of action. Wait, on Cleveland. Cleveland and who? In the Meadowlands, the Jets. Uh, Cleveland's a two and a half point. I'm gonna favorite. go with. I'm gonna go with. Uh, now you saw what uh, Tennessee did with a good defensive line. I mean, you didn't specifically I didn't see, see it, Rowdy. I'm yeah, gonna you, go. With, I'm gonna go with the Browns. You're going with the Browns. Okay, going with the favorites. Where's this game? Uh, man, I've said it three times, and I've asked three the times. Meadowlands. The Meadowlands. Okay. <laughs> yes. Short home dog. Mm, All right. So yeah, here we go. This, this is what you've got this week. You've got Carolina at home over Tampa Bay. You're laying the six and a half. Tennessee over Indianapolis. You're also laying the three. Oakland beating Kansas City. <laughs> Not going to happen. Covering. <laughs> and you'll take those. You'll take those seven and a half. I love it. I love it. Yeah, you got it. You'll, ta- you'll take those seven and a half. Uh, Philadelphia beating Atlanta in Atlanta by sure. one and a half. So, uh, yeah, it's not. Uh, I mean, you're not on a magic number. Yeah, it's a bit. Chick-fil-A's closed. Who knows what I, could happen? I think I'd actually just steer clear of that game. That's yeah. too much offense I'm not for me. That game. Cleveland and New Jersey. Uh, you got Cleveland. New York. Two and a half. Lay the two and a half. Uh, Rowdy, I, haven't, I didn't ask this last week. Yeah. I don't know if you're ready for it. Do you want to tease this? Um, <laughs> a tease. Yeah. Let's, uh, do you let's want tease me, it. Do you want me to stall at all or... No, I'll do it. Let's t- let's tease. Yeah. All right, ready? Do you want to tease it? All right. When you were born, God admitted that even he could make a mistake. Hey, I'm teasing! And that's it. That's Hot Taters. <laughs> Thank you very much, Rowdy. Thanks for playing along. Wow. <laughs> what else we got? Uh, I mean... Do you guys even want to touch Antonio Brown? Let's talk about Antonio Brown. Everybody wants to hear about it. Let's talk about it. So. What do you know about it, Rowdy? Man. Well. Do you want a timeline? For the this last thing? two weeks, we've had a story that we've not even. That's uh, true. A, we, we've not even been able to cover. Right. Uh, that I thought was a fun story about how at one point, a few years ago, he was. He had. Uh, he was on vacation with a bunch of friends, and they had rented this house. And he hired a chef to cook for the uh, cook for the group. And he fired him just like a day or two into oh, the yeah. vacation. Yeah. And the reason was the chef had cooked salmon uh, like the first night, and then saved the head of the salmon for and kept it in the refrigerator to use in a stew or something later. Well, because the chef was Italian. And the, and they opened the fridge and saw a salmon head in there. They thought this was some kind of Italian mafia threat. <laughs> so they they fired, these dudes watched so the they, Godfather so they, Scarface so this way is real. too many times. So they times. fired him and never Scarface paid this guy. Isn't even Italian. They they fired him and never paid That's the chef. True. That's yeah. in my So the head. chef is suing Antonio Brown because he threw the fish head away. No. He fired him. He fired him because they thought that the chef was threatening them by having the fish head in the refrigerator. Let's just say Antonio Brown is the classic prima donna wide receiver, without question. So let's, I'm with Snoop. Let's do a little timeline. All right. Antonio Brown was what, six seasons with the Steelers? Eight. Uh, I think he's the eight, eight now. Yeah. The last six, he has had the most receptions and yards over a six year period out of any receiver in the NFL. He is the top one, two receivers in the NFL, probably between him and Julio Jones or on any given year ODB, somebody like that. Right. 
So he goes to he's he uh, Steelers let him walk mm-hmm. because he's a bunch of drama. Uh, goes to Oakland, right? Oakland, lo, Oakland is like the orphanage of the NFL. They they'll take anybody, right? So here we go. He's at Oakland. I don't know. I don't know how orphanages work. You have never seen um, Cider House Rules? I actually have. <laughs> I've seen Annie. <laughs> well, yeah, a hard knock life. Yeah. Um, so he gets into it with Mike Mayock, who's the general manager of uh, the Raiders. They ended up cutting him. Within two hours, he signed with the Pats. So hmm. now he's a Patriot. Well, when was this? Yesterday? The day before? Yesterday. Tuesday? Yesterday. I thought we were going to get through one day without hearing something. Tuesday, the what? The 10th of September comes out with uh, a personal trainer that he had worked with for several years, uh, accuses him of rape. Uh, so now he's and facing sexual these assault. sexual assault and rape. Now he's facing these allegations. Who, by the way, he met her at a fellowship of Christian athletes meeting in college. Really? Mm-hmm. When he was at Eastern Michigan? Uh, uh, yeah. I think he was at Central. Or Central, Central Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. Interesting. He was at Chippewa. So now the Pats have him. He's facing rape allegations, but. The interesting thing about these rape allegations, and I wonder how it'll be. It, it will be interesting to see how this plays out. This is in civil court, not criminal court. This is a civil case, uh, similar to I, if I remember correctly, with the Eagle Colorado thing. Wasn't this with Kobe uh, Bryant? With Kobe Bryant, what didn't he face situation. civil versus criminal? Uh-huh. I think so. You know, so everybody automatically, once it's a civil case, is thinking, oh, money grab, here we go, mm-hmm. you know, all this. But today, we're released some, I guess you could call them emails. I wouldn't quite call them language, actually, Yeah. when you try to read them. Uh, if you Google Google Antonio Brown emails... Uh, text messages. They were texts. Oh, they were text yeah. messages? Is that uh, what they were? I think so. Just scroll down in the comments because some people have done some funny translations, translate, yeah. them, which is pretty good. But so, where are we at? How? What do we want to talk about? Antonio Brown. We want to talk about Patriots and how they're always picking up these guys that are are up to their a, eyeballs and controversy. That's not what they. But he wasn't. I mean, it was the same. Except si- for being a prima it donna, same, that's it's true. The same situation that's with true. Randy Moss. I mean, these are just difficult players. Well, Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. And they've they've. Uh-huh. They have kind of been a rehabilitation for some of these like loudmouth receivers and, or guys that can't is, stay out of trouble. Yeah, but this is not abnormal. Uh, I mean, they did the same thing with LeGarrette Blunt. They've done the yep. same thing with, I, if I remember right, a little bit from college with Lawrence Maroney. Mm-hmm. Like, this has gone back a long mm-hmm. time. I don't have a problem with this. Phil Jackson did the same thing in the NBA mm-hmm. when, you know, in between finals games, if Dennis Rodman didn't play well, he's like, look, go to Vegas. Leave. Don't fly back with the team. Go to Vegas. Do your thing. Come back. Be ready to play And get me days. 21 and a half rebounds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know how you get a half a rebound. But well, average that's 21 between, and a half hey, man, rebounds. that's between you and Phil. And Dennis. <laughs> so you each it's got a, a one-handed you rebound. You each got a third. It's a one-handed yeah. rebound. Yeah. Uh, so I don't have a problem with that. I will f- it's fine. It's whatever. They do what they do. And they're very successful at it. And for the most part, I don't think that it's just a puppy mill of people where they're, they're using them up and spitting them out and just taking what they can take from them um, and selling them for parts. So... Uh, I don't I, uh, clearly. I don't know what happens in a puppy mill because I think that analogy fell apart. 
But I don't think they cut them up. I don't. It's hard to say. I mean, say. they might. It's hard to say. Yeah. I don't know. I can't say. Mm-hmm. I've never run a puppy mill. So, uh, I don't. yeah, I don't have a problem with that. As far as him and these uh, sexual assault allegations, um, <laughs> as I said before the show, um, most of my interaction with sports at this point is through fantasy sports stat generating robots well so i there are some mm, <laughs> there, we've broken the mold here yeah, there there are a few players so you I, think he's guilty uh, i'm not saying he's guilty i'm saying i don't want him on my team because you think he's guilty uh no i just don't think it's worth the headache and well good even, thing he's on my team <laughs> yes there you go <laughs> there's only two players at this at this current state that i would not have on antonio my team. brown and Trash Allen. <laughs> and that's been a long, I, deep-seated <laughs> hatred I hate for at guy. least two, if not three years. He's terrible. Yeah. He's the worst. Well, I will say that, you know, who knows what's going on with this. This is falling into the narrative of, uh, I'm blanking, who's the Supreme Court guy? Uh, Which one? This latest one with the sexual assault thing. Boofin. Supreme Court Boofer. Uh, Supreme Justice, Court Justice Boofer. <laughs> the hell was his name? What is a Boofer? That's what he was talking about, boofing all the time oh, yeah, and yeah, on yeah, his yeah, calendar. Yeah. Oh, I forgot he yeah. liked to... Remember he, this he guy? Was, yeah. was, the hell was, was his name? Was None of us can remember his name? It starts with a K, and I just blanked on it, too. Yeah. Anyway. Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh. There, Brett Kavanaugh. It's fallen into this kind of uh, mold of some of the things I've read online. Um... I don't know. I mean, obviously, you're innocent until proven guilty. Obviously, there are some uh, different dynamics when it's a civil suit versus a criminal suit. Uh, I did see that he did practice with the Patriots today. Um, I mean, I have, I have no doubt that he'll probably suit up and play on Sunday. Yeah, why wouldn't he? I mean, yeah, he He's hasn't been Miami. charged with Here, anything. Well, they're playing Miami, so I don't know. And the line right now is eighteen and a half. So wow, swallow that. Yeah, uh, but at least in those the, emails were gra- or texts were graphic. Um, I don't know that they necessarily need him. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that they're going to avoid him because of that. But uh, looking at the what the Patriots did to the Steelers, if we just want to go back to football because we don't really know anything about what the hell's going to happen with AB or any of this. If you want to overreaction Monday or overreaction season just by what the Pats did to the Stillers on Sunday night, or was that Monday night? Sunday night, they're not going to lose a game. Yeah, and I think that's right now that's where I want to sit with it is uh – I don't know anything. This all happened yesterday. I don't want to jump to any conclusions. I just know I don't. I it, before the season it was Tyreek Hill. I just didn't want him on my team. Now, but wasn't Tyreek Hill vindicated? He well, he wasn't charged with anything. He just there's he just sounds like an ass <laughs> at this point, and that. I've gotten over what that. What happened to you? I've I got, thought it was all stat-generating robots. Well, that's what I'm going to say. I've gotten over that with Tyreek Hill. Is it because the NFL is just kind of filthy it's anyway? It's kind of filthy. You can deal with MLB, but when it, when you get to the NFL, it's just the filthiness it, yeah, of the entire it, entity. Is, it, it feels like yeah, it's, rubs all, you the wrong way. it's all skewed, uh-huh. even though the players get a bit higher percentage of the revenue than the owners, but it just feels skewed. You mean in NFL? In the NFL versus MLB, MLB. yeah. 
Um, it feels like they know they're doing something to these players. They they use them up and spit them out. I mean, when I think about yeah, what it, is it? Two and a half or three and a half years? I, yeah, when I think about it in fantasy terms, like some of your highest uh, highest generating point generating positions are the running back, and you know, at this point they just use the running back up three and a half year three average, and a, three I think, and a half to yeah. five years, and mm-hmm. then they're out of the league. They right. use them up on the rookie. Uh, on the rookie contract, and then they spin them out and they go to the next guy because four hundred because it's and, yeah. e- it's easily uh, replaceable. Right. That's where I think like my d- my uh, inclination to skew towards just stats and just the the blind uh, rationale of it gets into my like desire for like these are people and there's a humanity to this whole situation that. Um, I have a hard time with that sometimes that yeah. like you can't just like there it's still labor and it's still management and they're still spitting out the worker yep. for the, for the product. And it's, it, there's no value to that person or yeah. there's little value to that person. So plug and play. Yeah. And I think for the NFL that that's much more clear than it is in major league baseball. Yeah. And so I yeah, I just have a problem with it when I see these things these things happen. I'm just like I don't want I I want to forget that that this whole shadow industry or this whole um all, this whole market is happening. And I just want it to go back to I really just want it to go back to sports yeah. sometimes. I don't want to talk about the other things. Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Especially before we know things. Right. Once we, we don't know, know anything. Things, then I'm happy to talk we about it. We don't know it, anything. At this point, like, I don't want to speculate. Well, we know one thing. Uh, Antonio Brown is not a gifted writer. No, we know he that. sure At least isn't. email, text, whatever he was. Uh, it, I, it, but I will say this it was for him. Difficult I don't know about you interpret. guys. When you read that. I my when I finished I understood it when I finished I did not but when you I didn't when I fin- no there was you couldn't no, discern kind of what he was saying some of it yeah. I could there was no punctuation no and it was hard to go go through it and in <laughs> but, but, instead of and that mm-hmm. was a new one for me I'd never seen the in just the letter in used for and like steak and shake mm. yeah steak and shake point taken <laughs> oh the in the in stands for and. In steak and shake? What do you think? It was steak and steak and we're shake. S- we're steak and steak and shake. shake. Steak and shake. <laughs> no, Put your steak and. in my shake. Yeah. yeah. No, that's a disgusting. Huh. Shake. Okay. You but, something. Do you know there's a uh, smile in the Amazon logo and an arrow in the FedEx logo? There's yeah. yes, there's a smile, huh. but it's also an arrow that points from A to Z yeah. because they have everything yeah. in the world from A to Z. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Amazon. Huh. Uh when I read that, one of the things I took away was, huh, this is probably what my emails would look like if I turned off autocorrect. Because I'm a terrible mobile typist. True. So I yeah. I don't fault him for that. You never know. But you I never couldn't know. read it. I could, it was hard. I to will know. say, though, this in the closing statement here, yes. and then we'll, we'll get out of here. Uh, but if they, get, if they get an Antonio Brown that is playing like he can play, they may be unstoppable. Yep. And that's disgusting. Antonio Brown in the case of, hey, how's this going to I mean, if he out? gives him in 15, say he plays 15 games, and he gives him 13, 1,400 yards, 85 catches, 16 touchdowns, then well, you got Josh six, Gordon. 16 is ridiculous, but yes. I mean, yeah. well, he, he did it last year. He's going to get. And he missed a few games. Six targets a game for 14 games. At least. So what does that work out to? 84 targets. That's what he's going to get. He's going to get under 100 targets by the end of the year. 
Yeah, but that that could even be sixteen hundred yards. Even money. That's twenty yards of target. No, even money. He's he the deep threat. Even money. He They're not going to. They got James White and uh, Edelman. Or Edelman. Not They're not get, throwing him across the middle. He's only going deep. He's getting. He's not getting hundred targets this year. I he'll if he plays fifteen if he plays fourteen games he gets a thousand yards. I'll take that. All right, <laughs> I will take that all Bad. day. All right, let's get the hell out of here. That's it. We did it. We did sports. As always, I want to thank the guru Mikey Jet Belly Music, the commissioner Brad Brandon Casburn, and uh, food editor Dennis Chu, and the honorary ball boy. This week is we had uh, something that doesn't happen too often in the MLB happened last night with the Phillies Scott Kingery infield home run. Gross. You only picked him because he's on your roto team. Find <laughs> us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or email us at sports, sports, sports pod at gmail.com with any questions, headlines, or topics you want to discuss, including Christian Yelich breaking his uh, kneecap. Wah, wah. And he's out for the no. remainder of the season. Human fruit bat. <laughs> could could cost me the championship. I hope it does. And don't forget to rate us and subscribe. New episodes will be there every Thursday where we will ask how about some sports how about it